It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Peerless Boilers, America's best-built boilers. Bud Light, keep it crisp. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York Football Giants. Learn more at picknrg.com. River Spring Health, call 800-56-SENIOR. And brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. For special offers, visit mbusa.com slash winter event. Lance Meadow with you, and for the first time since September 29th, the Giants got in the win column as they knocked off the Dolphins 36-20 here at MetLife Stadium, ending that franchise record-tying nine-game losing streak as the Giants improved to 3-11 on the season, 2-5 here at home. And they have now taken care of business once again against a Dolphins team that they have won four straight. We are awaiting word from head coach Pat Shermer. His press conference will be brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. For special offers, visit mbusa.com slash winter event. We'll also be hearing locker room reaction from John Schmelk. And as we await head coach Pat Shermer, we bring in John Schmelk, who is awaiting word downstairs. And, John, they finally got back on the winning track. And, and to me, a big factor today was the Giants' ability to run the football, which I think set them up very nicely on third down. Saquon Barkley had no negative runs in this game. That was a huge factor and an opportunity for him to finally get over the century mark. Yeah, absolutely. I think the running game was big. Eli Manning also made some really big plays through the air, Lance, uh, down the field, which certainly helps. Big plays, you know, go a long way in this league in terms of making things happen. So that was a big part of it. I thought the protection for Eli Manning was strong. You mentioned the lack of negative runs from Saquon Barkley. He set a season high with uh, more than 140 scrimmage yards today. So it was his best game yardage wise of the year and when you have a lead and you're not playing from behind you can play a more balanced game which is exactly what the Giants were able to do today but I think down here most of the attention will be given to you know the fact that this could very well be Eli Manning's final start at MetLife Stadium for the Giants of course depending on what the future holds and Daniel Jones's ankle of course is a part of that too but I imagine that's going to be a large topic of conversation with the head coach and with Eli Manning in the locker room. Well, and deservedly so, John, because, you know, Eli Manning certainly had been a spectator for the majority of this season. He didn't necessarily expect to be replaced that early, but handled it with class as he always had. And, you know, had a typical game sometimes throughout the course of his career where he had those issues with interceptions, but still found a way to bounce back. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing about Eli Manning is that the the numbers don't bother him. And I think that interception at the end of the first half, which goes on the ledger as an interception, but it's a play where, you know, he could easily just throw the ball away and gone to halftime and been okay with it. But he was right, throwing the ball 30 yards down the field to the sideline into double coverage because, well, if you complete it, you get a chance at a field goal. You know, it's a low percentage play, but he just doesn't care about those numbers. And it's kind of how he's always operated. He doesn't let those mistakes bother him later in the game. He goes down, takes his shots down the field again, and sometimes he makes them, sometimes he doesn't. But, you know, it's his resilience that's really been a calling card of his career and ability to continue to try to make big plays even after some of those mistakes. Head coach of the Giants, Pat Shermer, has made his way into the press conference room. He's being escorted by Mike Murphy up to the podium where he will address the media after the Giants' first win since September. Um, Here's the coach. saw the only injury. Uh, Baker knocked his knee a little bit, but he, he got back in there and was able to finish. So 
Well, it's been quite a long stretch, but it was. Uh, it felt really good to win. It was a good team win. Um, as you saw, there was contributions by the defense, obviously the offense, and then certainly on special teams, we we did a lot of good things. And um, you know, I think it feels it, it feels good for me because these guys have continued to fight. Uh, we finally really put a full game together uh, on all three sides of the ball, and it worked out our way. Uh, we made made plays, and um, it was good to win. It was good to be able to uh, have Eli out there playing with us and help lead us to a victory. He's certainly um, done many, many good things around here for many, many years, and for him to enjoy leading us to a victory, um, it should should feel real special for him uh, because of who he, who he is. So um, with that, I'll take your questions. What were your thoughts on the play of the secondary? Three of the rookies out there played a lot. How you thought they competed all day? Yeah, I thought they competed well. You know, I thought uh, I thought defensively we did a good job. We got a lot of stops in critical situations. Uh, we you know we turned the ball over and you know forced them to kick a field goal. And so I, I felt like you know I think along the way our guys have competed. Um, if you look at last week's game, competed throughout the game, and then we sort of broke down at the end. Uh, in critical situation um, to end up, you know, losing the game. But in this game, they fought throughout, um, made a lot of plays, and um, you know, really helped contribute in the victory. How did you think of the way Eli played, particularly in the second half, which was opposite of his second half from a week ago? No, I, I thought he played. He, he played a gritty game, and he had a lot of. He made, he made a lot of great plays. You know, certainly everybody will point to some of the the bad plays, which were the interceptions. But um, I was I was really pleased with the way he led us and got us in the end zone. Was real good with the run game stuff, making sure we were in the right run. And um, he sort of played an Eli Manning type game in my mind and helped lead us to victory. How was it down the stretch there? I mean, it's an unusual situation. You know, we got the game in hand and. You know, do, do I take Eli out? Does he want to take the knees? You know, it's a nice situation, obviously, to have to think about. Yeah, I mean, it's good when you can start thinking about those other things. Of late, we've been in two minute trying to race back and get, you know, so to be in a four minute mode uh, was was fun, and that's what you're always looking for. And then the uh, the ability to put him in and then take him out where he could be recognized by the fans um, that was great. Was that at all an indication of that? Was that at all an indication that you know that this is his last home start, or is that still to be? No, I, I think we have two games left to go, and we'll just have to see. You know, Dan's trying to come back from from injury, and who knows where he's going to be. Uh, as we talked about, the end of last week he was in a boot. At the end of this week he was practicing, but I don't know how much better he's going to be. So you know, there's a chance that Eli keeps playing, but to uh, enjoy a victory like we did today. And for him to uh, be a significant part of it should feel really good for him. Coach, back on your defense, back on your defense, you gave up uh, only gave up six completions in the second half. Any big adjustments, and what do you see the reason behind that? No, we just continued to continue to play. You know, you when you get on that side of it, uh, where they're playing on offense, like we've had to do, you know, a few of the last last few weeks, uh, it makes it tougher, and you can be a little more aggressive with the rush, be tighter in coverage. And um, I thought just the guys competed. What did you say to Eli? You went, it looked like you went over and said something. Just, it was, I guess it was just a hug. 
you know, way to go. Coach, how important was it for you guys to come out and score in the second, first time you touched the ball in the second yeah. half? And talk about Saquon's uh, running today. Yeah, I thought, uh, well, yeah, it's always, well, that score was important because it put us ahead. Uh, put us ahead 14 to 10. Uh, you always like to get a fast start. You know, the idea is obviously to, when you defer, um, and in this case, you know, uh, when you defer to get the ball in the second half and score. I mean, that's what you're looking to do. Uh, and it worked out our way. Uh, guys executed well. And uh, in terms of Saquon, I thought he ran extremely well. Uh, you can see when you keep him involved, you know, and, you know, three yards, four yards, eight yards, you know, three yards, four yards, ten yards. Um, and that's always good when you have a runner of his quality. Yeah, it's like the current call for you, like, is that something you had given thought of come during the week if the game gets to that point? How did that come about today? No, you just react to it. And we, I just felt like it was the right thing to do. And um, believe it or not, we as coaches go by our gut and we react to things. And that, that was a, in the point of the game when we were able to do that. And, um, you know, it was, a, it was a good thing. What did you think of the, the fan who ran on the field with the Eli jersey? Any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, he... The guy that tackled him uh, didn't seem all that fast, and he got to him. I mean, the guy was running pretty slowly, you know, uh, and he got tackled. Um, Coach, but, yeah, I did notice he had a 10 jersey on. What did you do, think of the offensive line? I think line? he's going to jail, too, right? Is that how that works? Which one? Eli or the guy? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Typically when you do that, right? He's lucky he didn't get tasered or something worse. The, the offensive line, you had some injuries. You had uh, Gates playing in there. Can you just talk about how they play today? Yeah, Nick Gates played well. You know, and I think we've talked about him kind of uh, on the edges here throughout the year. And, um, you know, I think he's got a bright future. He went in there, stepped in there, played for Zeitler. He's played a little bit of tackle. Um, you know, I think he's got a real bright future. He played tough. And, and one of the scoring plays there, he pulled and cut the edge where Saquon was able to bounce. And he's just a really good football player. And I think when he's given opportunities, he performs well. With Gates and also, Jamar, with Gates and also Slayton, is, are those two guys examples of how well you guys develop these young players over the course of a season? Well, I'd like to think that's the case. You know, I think, uh, you know, young players that are good players, if they continue to play, will improve. And... Uh, for him to come out and play well today, I think it's a credit to him. How fitting do you think it is, though, if this is his last home starter, start in general, that you were able to get a victory? I mean, he's the guy who's won two Super Bowls here, led to a lot of victories. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to overthink that. I think it's, you know, we've we've had some tough tough days, right, some tough afternoons, and this is a good one, and I think um, – he and all the guys in the locker room uh, will enjoy this. You know, he kind of jumped. We, we asked him to speak. And uh, the last phrase of his little speech to the team was, see you Wednesday. So I, I don't, typically don't do that. But today I won't argue with him. <laughs> so that was head coach Pat Shermer speaking to the media and uh, addressing what could be Eli Manning's final home start here at MetLife Stadium. The Giants top the Dolphins 36-20. to We'll step aside, have more locker room reaction along the way. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. 
driven by the Hess toy truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as the Giants top the Dolphins 36-20. The Giants finally snapped that lengthy nine-game losing streak. They get their first win since week four here at MetLife Stadium against the Redskins, and they improved to 3-11 and on the season, 2-5 and here at MetLife Stadium. We're going to hear more player reaction as we move along here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. You just heard from head coach Pat Shermer reflecting on how emotional it was on the sideline, given the fact that it could very well have been Eli Manning's last home start also talked about how Eli handled the situation just like he's handled any other start throughout the course of this season. Let's head down to the locker room. Sterling Shepard speaking to the media. Hey, it felt good. Uh, it's been a while to have that feeling in the locker room, and uh, that's what we play the game for. So it uh, felt good to be in here, and uh, especially it's a special day for uh, Eli. And um, I mean, it's, yeah, like I said, it feels good to get a win. Changing the second half, shell between you guys. You know, really yeah, I mean, um, it was just just a click, and it was it was taking a little minute for us to get rolling, and uh, we were able to get it rolling the second half. That's all it was. So we were able to connect. How conscious were you that this could be Eli's last home start? Uh, I mean, I think we all we all knew that coming into the game, and um, you know, it was a special day, and we wanted to send him out on the right note. T-shirt from? Uh, get this dude out of here, man. <laughs> My boy, Rashad Jennings. Nice score in the right in the, the start of the third quarter, getting the ball back. Oh, it was very important. I mean, we wanted to get the momentum started, and um, you know, we were able to do that. Slayton ran a great route uh, in the back of the end zone, and uh, I mean, that's something that we had been running over a couple of times in practice, um, and he's been running a great route at it uh, all week. So, Eli came back to him and found him. See Saquon have the kind of game he had today. Yeah, I know he's been itching for a big day, so uh, it, it was good to see him out there running around, getting back to, to how he does things. And um, I mean, that's the best running back in the league. And uh, you know, I, I'll say that until I'm out of breath. And uh, he he showed it today. John Schmelk here. Now we're going to go in front of the locker of Sam Beal. I'd be hell, man. You could have waited a little bit on that tackle, but you, you attacked him and, and got him. In the I want to attack I knew because it was like he didn't want to come out. Like, what you doing? He, I, think, I didn't think he knew how fast I was, but as soon as I seen him, I just shot it. That's what they tell me to do. Do my job, you know, shoot that gap. As soon as I seen him, I just shot it, you know. Yes, sir. No doubt. No doubt. Sam, what was that like there? A lot of you guys, um, really, all the young guys kind of getting the start. Together today, four of you guys out there, including you know Corey at the nickel along with Anton. What was it like working together and, and making things happen in that second half? In that practice, we were working together, so we was getting the sync at practice. So when we got out there, it was more just like just like a melody, you know. We just moving the sync, you know. It was fun. As you play more together over the course of the game, even first half to second half, do you find yourselves in more of a rhythm? Do you feel that out there? Especially just me and then us being young, you know. Once we start getting that rhythm going. It gets crazy. It gets fun. It gets exciting. We start seeing stuff. We start echoing to each other. You know, we got our older guys always yelling, do this, do that. You feel me? It's always helpful for us. You know what I mean? Me being young, I'm going to need somebody behind me telling me, do this, do this. Because if I don't, I'm going to be out there just playing, you know what I mean? So it's always good to have leadership, and it's always good to have, you know, that bond between your teammates, you know. And now you guys are out there. You have to start doing it for each other now. So does that added responsibility make you guys even more better prepared and more ready to make those plays out there when you need to? does uh it, put, it doesn't put pressure on it but it, it likes to fire on us it makes us all work because we know we got each other back you know and if one guy they don't make a play it makes the other guy more play you know sam hey good stuff man i appreciate it congratulations on the win thank you that's sam beal 
Uh, let's see. We are going to throw it over to our second mic, which is in front of the locker of Darius Slayton. Uh, it's probably something I won't be able to appreciate, you know, until I get older and look back fully. Um, but, um, you know, it's definitely a special thing for me, you know, just being a young guy, a rookie at that, you know, playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback, getting to see something like that, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. What happened to that ball? I know that you kept the other passes that you called from him. What happened to that one? Uh, it's, it's, it will be kept as well, yeah. You keep that one or is he going to get it? Uh, no. Uh, well, if he wants it, he can have it. But if he doesn't ask for it, it will go home with me. Did you sense that this game meant anything more to him, knowing that you know, probably is going to be his last home start here? Um, definitely. I mean, I knew we knew coming out of this game, we wanted to send him out the right way. Um, you know, right foot around the tunnel. Uh, Russell Shepard, one of our guys, and he just you know was, was saying you know we want to send out send your quarterback out the right way. You know, just fight hard for him. Obviously, we go out there, we fire up our brothers every day, but especially somebody like him that's put in all the work and time and effort. Um, we wanted to have a special day for him. You got your day off, too. That's kind of a parting gift, huh? You guys are off tomorrow? Yeah, shoot. I hope so. I hope to stay that way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can fight that one. Sure, no, sure. I won't argue that one at all. Thanks, man. No problem. Appreciate it. No problem. That's Darius Slayton. We're here in the Giants locker room, brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York football Giants. And let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have Saquon Barkley and Eli Manning. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. We are back here in the Giants locker room. John Schmoke with you. And now it's time to talk to the winning quarterback today, and that's Giants quarterback Eli Manning. The interview is brought to you by Toyota, the official vehicle of the New York football Giants. Eli, congratulations. That looked like fun. It was. It was fun. It was a fun game, a uh, fun game to be a part of, and um, you know, to get that win and uh, making some plays and scoring some points and um, defense playing outstanding. So all four, all four, um, all three uh, phases doing their job, and uh, it was good to get that victory. I know you're not like you're not the one to like all the individual attention, but what were the last few minutes of that game like? They put you up on the scoreboard, and and you felt the love from the fan base in the stadium. Yeah, it was it was special, and and, and you don't you know you don't uh, you know yeah you don't crave that, and uh, you know kind of uncomfortable, kind of everybody staring at me, um, but you know I do appreciate it, and I appreciate uh, all my teammates and the coaches, ownership, the Giants, just you know giving. Um, you know, getting this win today and all the fans just for their support for these past 16 years and I'm you know, sticking around today and coming out today and, and cheering me on. So, it was, um, you know, and then, you know, calling my name from the first snap of the game till the end. So I heard it all and, and I appreciate them uh, so much. What does that mean to you? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, you try not to reflect too much uh, while things are going on, but, you know, um, you know, it is great to have their support and, and to see them, you know, you know, excited to see me playing today and to come out and, and to stick around and to give me uh, kind of uh, uh, the ovation that they gave me. It is, it is special. What were some of the things that your coaches and players said to you on the sideline in the locker room as all that stuff was going on? Yeah, you know, just, just congratulations and proud of you. Not, not, you know, so just, um, you, know, uh, you know, most importantly, I think it was just the team, you know, excited for the team to get this win. It's been a long stretch, and, um, you know, the team needed it, just the morale. They've been working hard and doing a lot of good things. We've been close so many times. Uh, so I know it, it felt extra special just to get the win. And I know you're all about the win, so if this does happen to be your final start at MetLife Stadium as a member of the Giants, how important is it that it was a win? Yeah, I, mean, I think you, uh, it, you know, we'll, we'll see what, you know, what it's like going forward. I don't, you know, don't know what the circumstances are, but, uh, you know, yeah, you, you, 
you, I think you remember all the games you play, you especially remember the wins, and this is this was definitely a special one. Well, let's talk about the game. Second half, 29 points. What was going right for the offense? You know, we just you know we started clicking. We were running the ball pretty well. Um, just you know, I think we just got a lot of completions, the first down, you know, play action, third down conversions, hit some big shots, hit some plays, and uh, it was just a good combination of kind of the run and and some play action and uh, you know defense did a good job getting us the ball and getting some key stops. So it was a, you know all around just a, a great win. And finally, getting number 26 going doesn't hurt either, right? Yeah, when he rushes for 100 yards and and you know just getting four and five yards of pop and getting us into some third and shorts and and uh, staying out of third and long. Uh, and staying at a lot of a, thir- a lot of third downs, uh, so I'm putting you in a good position to you know win the game. Eli, congratulations! Thanks a lot. We appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. That's Giants quarterback Eli Manning. He'll it to the podium, and let's go to our second mic and listen in on Saquon Barkley. After the bye week, uh, there's no excuse anymore. Um, you know, I felt like I showed flashes in Chicago and Philly and who was uh, Green Bay. Uh, I felt like I showed flashes in that, but um, you know, it's just realistically what, what it was today. Uh, we were able to run the ball, um, meaning able to run the ball, stick with the run. We weren't behind. Uh, we didn't go away from the run. Um, you know, the focus, main point of focus was run the ball. We had a nice long drive um, where you just see you wear and tear. Um, everyone loves to you know have them pop and then go 1680. Um, but sometimes it's those four or fives and, and gritty runs, and you know you wear defense down. And as you can see, uh, you know that was the first time we were able to actually do that this year and get a four-minute situation to get a six-minute situation or whatever, um, and run away with the game. Is that how you kind of envision this offense from day one? That yes. Kind of funnel through the running game. Yes. And I know I know we have the talent. I know we have the players and offensive line to do it. Um, you know, but that's how it's been the season. You know, it's been a up and down season for us, um, inconsistent season for us, and. Uh, the run game, you know, you could call it ineffective, but you know, it, it's, it's easier to run the ball in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, everyone oh, take the dirty runs, take the dirty runs, but you take the dirty runs and, and you get into the fourth quarter and you're down by two touchdowns. It doesn't matter those dirty runs that you're taking. Um, you can't lean on them anymore. Uh, you got to go back and you got to pass. Um, and I think we're able to do that today. Is there a way to quantify? What breaking this losing streak means? Like, was the team just able to breathe again now? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's a brush of effort there, uh, there for sure. Um, just winning. Winning's fun. You know? uh, everyone said, let's go out there and have fun. The way you go out there and have fun is to win games. Uh, Eli said that to us. Um, and I think he, he, he said it perfect. Um, but yeah, definitely a brush of effort there. Um, we worked so hard, we worked so hard, and uh, it's just been going, every, everything like it's been going against us, and today we're able to find a way to get that win, and hopefully, like I keep saying, hopefully it becomes contagious, and we just got to finish the season off strong. Appreciate y'all, boys. Thanks, man. That's Giants running back Saquon Barkley, uh, brought to you by Toyota, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. We get the double Toyota today for Eli and Saquon. Um, I had a couple different guys here. Let me jump in on Michael Thomas, who's addressing the media. Here's Mike. Now we're back. We're young, and we're back. And again, we know what that feels like. So to see him, of all people, you know, that humbles all of us. Let us know, man, it can happen to anybody. But to see how he handled it, he handled it with grace and to come back out there and he's ready to play, man. Guys wanted to rally behind him and play for him, man. And the fans were right behind him with him. Oh, yeah, man. Like, that's what I'm saying. This was a cool, cool experience, cool moment. And, like, Everybody wanted to try to play a little extra harder, try to get a win for him, and we said it before the game. It was no, 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 um, no secret. Yo, there was no mistake. Like guys, like, hey, it is what it is. We're trying to get a win for Eli. If this is his last start, we don't have this last start. But if this is his last start at home as a Giant, let's send him off with a bang. Looking forward to next week for Washington. Yeah. Just keep building. Just got to keep building up. I mean, like I said, all the young guys standing up, you know, with the aftermath, the Jack Rabbit. They stood. They stood on their own and they made plays. We just got to build off all that, man. 
no problem. Mike, was just from a player perspective, is that just really cool? No, you know, you've been in the league a while. You know what Eli means not only to the league but to the city. Uh, to see the fans have a chance to show him their appreciation the way like that. Because a lot of times the players, you don't, you don't get, that. get that. You don't get that. You don't get that opportunity, and it was cool to see, man. It was great that. <clears throat> That was the situation for us today. The players had a chance to fight for them and get a win for them. The fans got a chance. You know, at the end, there was a situation where they could cheer for him coming off the field. You know, like, it, it's amazing, man. Like, so I'm glad he's a legend. He was able to, like, be sent off that way. He's earned the right to be sent off that way, and I'm glad we could do that for him, man. You mentioned the Young Bucks. You had four basic starters, if you count Corey in the slot out there, plus Antoine, then you obviously coming in to help. Just is that a taste of once these guys get going and right. figure things out what this they is, can this be? This going to be, and that's what I'm pretty, like, we, Giants have some a great fan base, and most people understood that, like, it's going to be some growing pains. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're going to go through a storm when, you, when you're saying, like, no, we're going to put our youth out there and let them get experience, let them play. And they played, this is off today. You know, like, they played well today, and it seemed like things were clicking. DeAndre Baker, in my opinion, even though the touchdown late, I felt like he had his best game because now – you know, he had a great game against Philly, but now he's going against their number one receiver in Devontae Parker, and he's having a great game. He scored a touchdown late, but he stood up. Sam Bill stood up, made plays all day. Corey Ballantine standing up in the slot. You see Julian Love covering their number one tight end, you know, making plays on him all day. Like, that's what the future of this Giants secondary is going to look like, and they played well today. MT, great stuff, man. No problem, man. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Congratulations on the win. Thank you. Michael Thomas. In fact, Mike, let me ask you one more thing, actually. Just how important is the win? I mean, man, what, we needed that in the worst way. <laughs> like, just just so we can see some smiles around this locker room, everybody relax. Like, we can do it. We showed that hey, we can go out there fight for a full game, all four quarters, sixty minutes, and come away with a win, man. Now we know year to year right. how much teams can change and rosters mm -hmm. can change. Who knows who's going to be back? But is there a value in your opinion in closing a season strong? Yeah. You always want to end. I don't care what your record is. You always want to end that last game with a win. Because that's what people remember. How, how did you play when nothing else really matters? You weren't playing for anything. What was your character? You know, that's a testament to your character and how guys fought, you know, even through the rough times. All right, now I'm going to be truthful. No. Thanks a lot for the time, Mike. No I problem. appreciate it. Good stuff. I'm going to go across the locker room right here. And uh, Marcus Golden's getting ready to roll out. I'm going to try to grab him first. You got a second, Marcus? Yeah, I'm Absolutely. Appreciate the time, man. Marcus, look, you guys hadn't won for a while. It's been since September. Just how great was it to be in front of your home crowd and kind of have a chance to put everything together in that second half from a defensive standpoint and, and get yourselves a win? Oh, man, it's always great. Anytime you can come out here and get a win in front of your fans, uh, everybody's been putting in work all year, man. Every week we come out and battle and try to get a win. It's been rocky, so when you finally get one, it feel good. It feel good to actually walk off here with a win today. Everybody putting in work all week, and we came out and delivered uh, and got the win. So just want to keep going and keep it going and get a win next week. Now, this is only your first year in New York, but watching how the end of that game went, they got a chance to take Eli out of the game. You know, NBA, that's easy. Take the guy out of the game at the end, he gets to cheer. And football doesn't work that way sometimes. Yes. To be able to see him get that standing ovation, does it give you an appreciation as to what he means to this city and the team and the organization and the fan base? Yes, yes. I remember being a kid and watching Eli win Super Bowls and, and make big plays. Uh, so, so I've always been motivated from him because he's a top player. And me as a kid watching him, it always been motivation to watch him. So anytime a guy like him uh, who has gave this city so much, uh, you want him to get credit, man. And he got credit today with uh, coming off the field and getting the Eli cheers. And it gave me chills to hear it, man. So it felt good just to be able to, for him to get his respect he deserved. 
Coach mentioned that Eli gave you guys a day off this week, which is really nice of him in his yeah. post-game speech. What was the post-game locker room with Eli celebrating with him in the locker room after oh, the game? It was great. It was great. It was a blessing, man. And like you said, he got us the day off and for tomorrow, so I take that too. And uh, Eli the man, man. He the man. It's been an honor to be here with him and play with him for this year. And uh, I get to say I play with another legend, man. So, so it's been a blessing for him. I'm glad he was able to, to – I'm glad we was able to pull the win off for him. Final question, heading into next week, probably the maybe the best half of defense you guys have played this year, maybe second best. The first half against the Eagles last week was pretty darn good too. Just what did you guys, you think, do well that you can carry in to Washington next week? Uh, we went hard in practice. Went hard in practice all week, worked together in practice. Everybody was flying around. And, you know, when you're on a losing team, that don't usually happen, man. you got guys that give up. you got guys that fold. Uh, but this team not doing it. Everybody battling together and practicing like we undefeated. And uh, I've got a lot of respect for this team and all the guys because it takes a lot of courage to do that and that's what everybody been doing man and i'm excited to be a part of it and i'm excited to help keep it going marcus we're looking forward to it. thanks for the time right, man thank you congratulations on the victory that's marcus golden and i'm darn near the only person left in here so i think we're gonna say goodbye and throw it back upstairs to lance he'll take you the rest of the way on the postgame show here on mercedes-benz giants extra point lance all right, thank you so much, John. As the Giants top the Dolphins 36-20 here at MetLife Stadium, they snapped that nine-game losing streak. Heard from a variety of players. We'll step aside. When we come back, we'll run you through some notable statistics. We'll also get to the highlights. And a little bit later on, get to your calls at 877-337-6666. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Eli Manning, and you're listening to Giants Football on WFAN and WFAN-FM New York. And we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point as the Giants top the Dolphins 36-20 here at MetLife Stadium. Today's stats are brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp. Eli Manning, 20 of 28, 283 yards, two touchdown passes, three interceptions. He was sacked one time. Alex Taney then came in late and completed one pass for a yard. The Giants' power report, and it certainly jumped off the page today, brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. On the ground today, 33 runs for 138 yards, over four yards per carry. They also ran in three times for touchdowns. Saquon Barkley ran 24 times for 112 yards, two touchdowns. This was the first time that he reached the century mark on the ground since week two here at home against the Buffalo Bills. It had been seven straight games in which he failed to reach the century mark, and he only had one run for no gain today. Everything outside of that was positive yardage. He did have one run where he lost two, but it was negated because of a Dolphins penalty with too many men on the field, and then on the very next play, he scored a touchdown. So the fact that they didn't have runs that put them in precarious spots where it backed them up and led to negative yardage was a huge difference maker today, and a big reason why the Giants had one of their most productive games on the ground forget in a while. You could certainly make the argument in terms of the season. The 138 yards on the ground as a team was the third highest total this year. The high was 164 against the Redskins in Week Four. Second was 151 against the Cowboys in Week One, and now a buck 38 here today. And because of Saquon Barkley's effort, he is our Player of the Game. Brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers. He like 825 building our future. Barkley in total 
in terms of his scrimmage yards, 143 yards because he also, through the air, chipped in with four catches for 31 yards. So when you look at Saquon Barkley's career, even though his numbers are down this year, this was his 27th career game as a New York Giant. And within those 27 career games, he now has had 10 100-yard rushing performances and 18 games with at least 100 scrimmage yards. And it was important, as he mentioned in the locker room and as he was talking about all throughout the course of this week, to get back on track because he felt as if mentally he was thinking too much and perhaps dancing behind the line of scrimmage and not finding the necessary holes. Well, that was not a problem today. And this was one of the first games that we could say in quite some time where statistically it was a favorable matchup for the Giants and they took advantage of that favorable matchup because the Dolphins came in tied for 30th in the NFL giving up 141 rushing yards per game and then when you look at what the Giants put up they essentially match the Dolphins average this season and once again every single week we talk about how this opponent has this weakness this opponent is vulnerable in this spot and the Giants very few times were actually able to capitalize as a result Sterling Shepard the leading receiver nine catches for 111 yards that was his second 100 yard receiving game this season and his first since week three at Tampa Bay when they got their first win of the season. Golden Tate had one catch just for 51 yards. It did go for a touchdown, and for those of you keeping tally at home, it was his second touchdown this season in which he deflected the ball to himself and then ran it into the end zone. He actually pulled off that feat against the New England Patriots earlier this season. Caden Smith continues to be productive as they go deeper into the tight end depth chart. Three catches for 38 yards, including a 27-yard grab. And Darius Slade in a relatively quiet game based on his recent standards, but he did find the end zone, and Slayton now leads all rookie wide receivers in the NFL with eight touchdown catches, seven of which have come in the last seven games. So that continuous surge is not slowing down for the fifth-round pick for the Giants this year. The injury report brought to you by Hackensack Meridian Health. Life years ahead, as Pat Shermer mentioned in his postgame press conference, DeAndre Baker banged up his knee but did return to the game. Other than that, it looks like the Giants got out of this contest in relatively good shape. Let's flip over to the other side, the Dolphins. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 23 of 41, 279 yards, two touchdown passes. The key for the Giants today was to keep him in check with respect to his ability to run. Last week against the Jets, seven rushes for 65 yards, four for 33 today. He did not wreck the game as a result of him taking off. And on one of his runs, he got hit hard by Alec Ogletree. Leonard Williams came over, forced the ball to pop out. The Giants recovered a fumble. They weren't able to take advantage because Eli Manning threw an interception shortly after that. But there have been a lot of games this season. Fitzpatrick has extended plays. He's also led the team in rushing on the season. And for them to hold him to just 33 yards, it was certainly a big step in the right direction. Patrick Laird, the undrafted rookie out of Cal, finished with 12 carries to 46 yards for the Dolphins. Devontae Parker led the passing attack. Four catches, 72 yards. Albert Wilson, five for 59 Those two players came in questionable because of concussions, but were able to suit up. And Devontae Parker had the both touchdown receptions from Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Giants were able to record three sacks, and it was really a matter of spreading the wealth once again. Dalvin Tomlinson with a sack, as well as R.J. McIntosh. Marcus Golden had half a sack. O'Shane Zimenez had half. Golden now has nine sacks on the season, which means... He actually may end another drought for the Giants if he is able to record at least one more sack over the next two games because the Giants have not had a player record double-digit sacks 
in a single season since JPP back in 2014. Olivier Vernon came close. He had eight and a half in his first year with the Giants in 2016. So Golden, one more sack. He'll get back to double digits, which, remember, was what he did in that final year in Arizona before he suffered the torn ACL. And there was a lot of talk about could he tap back in to that potential that he showed before the injury. And he certainly has answered that call and then some throughout the course of the season. One other notable statistic when you look at the team stats in this game a third down efficiency or the lack thereof, as I like to call it, because that has been an absolute headache for the Giants. And the fact that they went 5 of 11 on third down today was a huge step in the right direction. And then they held the Dolphins to 3 of 13. And the Dolphins had a lot of third and longs in this game. To be exact, they had seven downs for nine yards or more, and the Giants held them to just one conversion on those downs. That was huge. It was significant because that had been an Achilles heel for this Giants defense throughout the course of the season. And then you know what happened, obviously, in the Eagles game on Monday night, a tale of two halves with them struggling on third down, and they were able to keep drives alive and finish with touchdowns. Four for four in the red zone today compared to the Dolphins, just 0 for 2. Miami had trouble last week here against the Jets. They're 0 for 8 in the red zone over their last two games. So those are some of the stats that jump off the page. We'll step aside when we come back. We will take you through the highlights as the Giants finally get back in the win column. A 36-20 victory over Miami. They improved to 3-11 and overall, 2-5 and here at MetLife Stadium, and they can finally kiss that nine-game losing streak goodbye. We will be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Darius Slayton, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Lance Meadow with you as the Giants beat the Dolphins 36-20 to to finally end that nine-game losing streak and improve to 3-11 overall. For more game analysis, check out Giants Rewind with Carl Banks and John Schmelk on all your favorite podcast platforms, Giants.com and the Giants mobile app the day after every Giants game. Let's find out how we got to this final score as we take you through the highlights of today's contest. Brought to you by Taco Bell. Have a giant hunger? Well, pick up a Taco 12-pack from Taco Bell today. Sometimes you just gotta live moss, and we will pick things up with 14.47 to go in the second quarter. The game was still scoreless. Dolphins took over on their own 11-yard line and had no issue moving the ball down the field. Ryan Fitzpatrick completed all six of his pass attempts on this drive to five different targets, highlighted by two connections to Albert Wilson for 31 total yards. Thanks to that clinic, Miami faced just one third down, a third and three at the New York 41. One of Fitzpatrick's completions to Wilson moved the chains, and with a fresh set of downs at the 20, Fitzpatrick turned to one of his other favorite targets. Fitzpatrick back, looks left, throws right, wide open, touchdown on the slant to Devontae Parker. It's beat him all season, running the seam, and if it's going to beat you for 13 weeks, it's going to beat you in your 14th game as well. That capped a nine-play, 89-yard drive in 544. Jason Sanders tacked on the extra point. Dolphins struck first 7-0. After the ensuing kickoff went for a touchback, Giants took over at their own 25, following an incomplete pass to Darius Slayton and a Saquon Barkley run for no gain. On third and 10, Manning threw deep down the left sideline to Slayton. Ball fell incomplete, but Slayton was grabbed before attempting to make the catch. A 24-yard pass interference penalty against Miami handed New York a fresh set of downs at its own 49. And the Giants said, thank you very much. So first and 10 Giants at their own 49. They get the penalty on a third and 10. Two receivers right, one split left. Barkley to the right of Manning in a shotgun set. 
Manning on a play fake. Looks right. Throws right. Passes. Caught by Tate. Makes a man miss to the 20. 15. He's to the 5. Backs into the end zone for a touchdown. Three plays, 75 yards in just over a minute. Aldrick Rosas added the extra point. Game was tied at 7. After Miami was forced to punt, Giants took over at their own one-yard line and put together a methodical drive that showed a nice balance between the run and the pass. Barkley ran four times for 23 total yards. Eli completed three passes for 17. Two short ones to Barkley. Just like that, the Giants faced the second and two at the New York 41. Will Hernandez was called for a hold on a Buck Allen negative two-yard run. So second and two became second and 12 at the New York 31. Eli looked to make up for that loss of yardage. Manning takes a shotgun snap back to throw and it's intercepted. Stepping in front of Shepard is Vince Beagle and he gets tackled at the giant 28-yard line. Yeah, he set right on that one. Miami had just 10 takeaways coming into this game. Fewest in the NFL. They wound up with three today. And turnovers has been a big storyline this season for the Giants. Once again, it came back to bite them as Miami cashed that takeaway into a Jason Sanders 24-yard field goal following a seven-play, 22-yard drive that took just under 40 seconds off the clock. That moved the Dolphins in front 10-7, and that would be the score at the half. Giants got the ball to start the third after Cody Latimer returned the opening kickoff 21 yards to the 30-yard line. On the very first play of the drive, Eli connected with Slayton for 26 yards and New York was already in Miami territory at the 44. Three plays later on third and three from the 37, Manning hooked up with Latimer for 21 and the Giants had a fresh set of downs at the 16. A six-yard run by Barkley and an illegal use of the hands penalty against the Dolphins moved the Giants closer to the end zone with a first and goal at the five. Eli and company had a great opportunity to move in front for the first time. Manning over center. Play fake, back to throw. Has time, nobody's open now. Throws it left into the end zone. Touchdown, Giants! Darius Slayton. The protection was great. Manning had all day, and Slayton uncovered. He had a year and a Sunday to throw that ball. That capped a six-play, 70-yard drive in just over three minutes. Rosas tacked on the extra point. Giants took a 14-10 lead. After the ensuing kickoff went for a touchback, the Dolphins took over at their own 25. Following two incomplete passes, Ryan Fitzpatrick scrambled for five yards but coughed up the football thanks to hits by Ogletree and Leonard Williams. Sean Chandler recovered, and the Giants had a chance to pad the lead with favorable field position. First and 10 at the Miami 33. After Barkley picked up nine yards rushing on consecutive plays, on third and one from the 24, New York tried to catch Miami off guard by going to the air. Third and one. They're going to throw it instead. Nobody's open now. Manning fires it over the middle. And the pass intercepted. Picked off by Baker. Baker up the right side. Manning can't get him to the ground and finally shoved out of bounds at midfield. One turnover led to another. Eli's third interception of the game, second to a linebacker, and the Giants couldn't capitalize on the takeaway. Dolphins ultimately settled for a Sanders 47-yard field goal and pulled within one, 14-13, with just under nine minutes to go in the third. After the Giants were forced to punt, Miami took over at its own three-yard line. A false start penalty backed the Dolphins up to the two, and the Giants had no interest, providing much more wiggle room. Three tight ends to the right. Fitzpatrick crouches over center from his own one-and-a-half. Gives for Laird, hit and drop for safety. Julian Love, or Sam Beal gets the safety for the Giants. 
That was the Giants' turning point of the game. Listen to Boomer and Geo on our flagship station, WFAN, tomorrow morning in the 9 a.m. hour for the Giants' turning point contest. The first correct caller to name the game's turning point will win a pair of tickets to the Giants' play against the Eagles on December 29th in Week 17. So Sam Beal tripped up layered in the end zone, and the Giants padded their lead 16-13. After the ensuing kickoff was returned by Damari Scott for 34 yards because New York, of course, gets the football back, they were once again in position to pad their lead as they started the drive at the Miami 40. Manning quickly connected with Sterling Shepard twice for 39 total yards. Shepard was pushed out of play at the one on the second catch, and the Giants had a first and goal at the one-yard line. Barkley lost two yards, but Miami had too many men on the field. So it remained first and goal at the one, and Barkley took advantage. First to goal inside the one. I set, penny in motion to the left. Hand off Barkley, trying to bounce it outside, and he will for the touchdown. Three plays, 40 yards in just over a minute. Rosas tacked on the extra point. It was a 23-13 Giants lead. After the Dolphins went three and out, the Giants took over at their own 34. After picking up a first down, thanks to a pair of Barkley runs, a few plays later on second and eight at the New York 46-yard line, Eli found Shepard for 24 yards, and the Giants once again entered Miami territory. First and 10 at the 30. Another pass to Shepard for five, followed by a pair of Barkley runs for 15 total yards, ended the third quarter, setting up a second and three at the 10 and to start the fourth big blue picked up exactly where it left off in the third second and three at the miami 10 i set behind manning penny the fullback handoff barkley follows his block left he's in the 10 to the five and he'll go in for the touchdown that capped an eight-play, 66-yard drive in 419. That is today's scoring drive of the game brought to you by Investors Bank. Get the New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. With every Giants scoring drive this season, Investors Bank will donate $250 to Casa of New Jersey to help New Jersey's kids in foster care. Giants didn't face one-third down on that drive. Barkley ran for at least 100 yards for the first time since week two against the Bills, ending a seven-game drought. Rosas tacked on the extra point to make it 30-13, to and the Giants would go on to win 36-20 to snap that nine-game losing streak as they get back on the winning track and record their third win of the season, their second here at MetLife Stadium. We will step aside. When we come back, Carl Banks will join me as we'll continue to break down the victory for the Giants as they will now look to take this momentum and bring it with them on the road where they face the Redskins a week from today. We'll get into that matchup and more as we move along here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Eli Manning, and you're listening to Giants Football on WFAN and WFAN-FM New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Alongside Carl Banks, I'm Lance Meadow. Thanks so much for staying with us here as we're recapping the Giants' 36-20 victory over the Dolphins at MetLife Stadium here in East Rutherford, New Jersey, as the Giants finally snap that nine-game losing streak. They get their first win since week four here at home against the Redskins back on September 29th. The network more people rely on gives you more. Get amazing rewards like NFL tickets and once-in-a-lifetime experiences with Verizon up only on Verizon. So the Giants were able to record the victory as a result of a lot of positive trends here, Carl. And 
production that went in the opposite direction of what we've seen over the last few weeks. And I want to start with the rushing attack because Saquon Barkley had gone seven straight games without getting to the century mark. He gets over 100 rushing yards, 143 scrimmage yards. But to me, what was impressive, Carl, they avoided the negative plays on the ground. There were no negative runs from Saquon Barkley. He only had one run for no gain. Outside of that, everything was positive. Well, I think um, that is probably the best news a back could have. But I think the I think the un I don't want to say the hidden part of that yardage, but the 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 factor the thing that gets factored in that'll often get looked over is what Eli Manning brings to your offensive line in terms of getting everybody in something that can have success. Um, You can always, I mean, there's always a possibility that the guy in front of you can beat you, that he's more talented than you. But the one thing that we saw today, everybody on the same page, there were no missed blocks. Now, you give the offensive linemen a a ton of credit too because they – are playing with a little pride about them too, but your running back hits the line of scrimmage. He's getting three, four, five yards before he's on the ground. That's a beautiful thing. And even in their short yardage situations, there was no guy that missed a block and had a guy in the backfield before they could even start to play. I had an opportunity to set up the play, essentially, based on what you're saying. And also, when you could get Saquon Barkley, Carl, to your point, to the second layer of the defense before he's initially touched, you'll take that matchup anytime you can get it. Oh, you absolutely will, because I, I said it on the, um, on the broadcast that he's got a new battery in his joystick now. You could tell <laughs> that, that, you know, that herky-jerky... That he had the dancing. Yeah, well, no, the herky jerky meaning make you miss type of stuff is back, and he's got the burst back, and the visions back. You could all see that they're all intertwined. So when something wasn't working, which was the ankle, we knew that it made him compensate in other areas. It made him doubt other things. Today was the best he's looked in a long time. And yeah, Bob and that, Papa now joins us. Well, and yeah, and, and here's the other thing we talked about. Uh, 42% of the Giants' third down attempts this year have been nine or more yards, right? In this game, of their 11 attempts, only two were nine or more yards, which means you're staying on schedule, which enables you to do exactly what you and Carl are talking about, run the ball. And the Giants this season have only had 17 third and ones all season coming into the game. They had four in the game today. And of they had four third and ones, and then you tack on three more third downs between two and four yards, and suddenly seven of your 11 attempts are four yards or less, which means that the not having the negative runs early, yeah, huge. even though they were only getting one or two or three, it wasn't a loss of three and suddenly second and 13 because this team's not built to get out of that hole. So it kind of all works in conjunction with then you're able to get more rushing attempts because you are moving the chains a little bit. And there were also drives, Bob, in this game where they completely avoided third down. Yeah. Where you're talking about it was just first and second down, and that really has been unheard of, guys, this season because we've been talking about the third down struggles, as Bob documented with some of the statistics. The last two games, they were converting just 26% of the time, Carl, on third down, and today, 5 of 11, mainly because of what Bob said, manageable downs, but they took advantage of 
of those manageable downs because they've had manageable yeah. downs. They just haven't capitalized. Right. And again, the kind of hidden factor in all of this is the experience of a guy who knows how to see pressure coming, meaning before it, it, the balls even snap, to try to alert guys, or as Howard said, he, and it's to paraphrase Eli, he likes to coach him up when he's out there on the field. So that comes with experience, though. That's not a knock on Daniel Jones. That's just the experience of a guy who's seen just about everything, who can tell guys, this guy's a blitzer, this guy's a bl- alert this, alert that. And if they got to change the, the run from one side to the other, the pass to one side to the other, or a different route for the coverage, the downside of that is, you know, sometimes the receivers don't run the right route and the um, offensive linemen don't get the message. But the offensive linemen did, I, offensive line did a good job today. Set the tone in the trenches. Uh, that's been a big part this, of the identity of the franchise. And, and I'm going to just say this because I know I'm going to read it a lot in the next 48 hours. Well, they just beat the Dolphins, right? Oh, they only beat the Dolphins. What are you guys so excited about? A three-win team. Well, guess what you are? You're a two-win team. So you um, you went up and you did what you're supposed to do because normally in games that you're supposed to win, teams take advantage of you. Well, the get-right game is what yeah. we call it, Carl. So for once, they did they not right. make the Dolphins get right. They made themselves yeah, they get right, right, to your point. Yep. And uh, real quickly, before we part ways with the network, third down to me also told the story on defense today because the Dolphins had seven downs for nine yards or more, and Miami converted just one of them and was 0 for 5 in the second half. And, Carl, this was a big test for a young secondary across the board, and for the most part, they held up. Yeah, and, you know, people ask, what are you looking at in the lost season? You're looking for growth. You're looking for growth. And the young secondary, again, De, uh, DeAndre Baker, this is two weeks in a row where you've seen this kid's confidence grow. And it's not just the competition that he's going up against. It's how he's applying the techniques. It's how he's working on, you know, just I'll give you an example. The touchdown that they caught on him today, he played it as good as you can for a rookie. Um, he just, the receiver just outmaneuvered him at the end because he recognized the route. He got his body in position. Ball is a little longer. He intercepts it. But, I mean, you see so many good, good things from the growth of a guy like him and Julian Love. And one of the things Michael Thomas said in the locker room is you expect growing pains with young guys, but now all of a sudden DeAndre Baker is going up against the top opposing wide receiver and he's handling his own, as Carl just mentioned, with respect to Devontae Parker. Well, we are going to be back on the fan in New York to take your calls in just a second. But right now we say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network. The final score once again, Giants 36, Dolphins 20 is the Giants snap. That nine-game losing streak, improving to 3-11 and overall, 2-5 and here in East Rutherford, New Jersey. You've been listening to Giants Football on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hestoy Truck.